Jobber Nation. Good evening. Welcome to another rendition of the Jabba Tia's podcast. As always, I am Janelle from HR. Here with Mr. Black. Sir Wilkins is on assignment. He's at the MLW. Fucking hate him for that. MLW Opera <laughs> Cup. Um, going right now. What? That's wild. This were damn respectful. Oh, I'm not too sure she was saying move it, but oh. he's going live. It's fine. Um, but as I was saying, Sir Wilkins is on assignment. He is at MLW's Opera Cup going on right now, currently in New York. Um, so shout out to MLW for being in the city. Um, but we have two special guests joining us. They may look familiar to you guys. Um, I'm actually going to let them introduce themselves because I'm all about you doing your own plugs and stuff, you know. Oh, you can go first. I can go first? All <laughs> right. Well, um, what's going on, everybody? What's going on, Jabber Nation? This is Jay the Creative. Uh, one of the hosts and producers of the Culture 316 podcast. And I am the icon, the Don, the legend, the cult of personality. The light of the group. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you said the what? Light skinning of the group. Uh, they both pretty light. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say he's not that dark. Listen. Really, anyone lighter than finished. you is all the different. It's light. I'm going to explain my degree of darkness when we finish. I, I am the cult of personality, Angelo Carter, the other host. And the other producer of Culture 316. You see I'm wearing the silky right now. Okay, the No Limit Do-Rag. Yes. Exclusively that Hog. That's your No Limit Do-Rag. That Hog No Limit collab is on the way. Shout out to HOG for having, um, they have their No, no, it's not No Limits. It's, what's this weekend called? HOG 9? Yeah, nine. Yeah, is this weekend. This yeah, week, yeah, yeah, this Saturday um, at Amazon in Queens. Um, you have Ric Flair. I pull up. Um... Doing a meet and greet in Summer Ray. I think Ric Flair is. No, so it was funny. I went out last night mm-hmm. and the, um, a girl um, that was with us, um, she had said earlier, she was like, Yeah, they posted that Ric Flair, you know, health reason wise, he wasn't coming and blah, blah, blah. And then by the end of the night, she was like, Actually, JK, JK. Mad funny. But, um, but anyway, interested in going to House of Glory this weekend, you can check out on their Instagram for any updates <laughs> or anything like that. What's so funny? I'm sorry. Dude, dude Ralph Rain said this. He said, Oh, Antonio Dawkins. What he said? Let me this card. Antonio Dawkins traded his two headbands for a durag. Wow. <laughs> he just called you Antonio you know Dawkins. What? That's hilarious. You know what? I gotta go live with this nigga, the raw friend. Well, you really can't though, because we actually have a whole show. So you have to wait to the very end if you do want to. I bring the swag like nobody <laughs> can. <laughs> but once again, I do want to thank um, Culture Three Sixty for joining us on tonight's episode. Um, as Sir Wilkins is on assignment. Um, and if you haven't already subscribed to, where can everyone find your episodes and things like that? So we are on YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and Buzzsprout. All of it is just culture. You said Buzzsprout? Buzzsprout. Like Buzz? Like like Like, like, like uh, Buzz Lightyear. Buzz. Oh, Buzz. Like to infinity and, and beyond. beyond. <laughs> Got you. I thought um, you said Bud. I was like, what? Nah, that's a whole different. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. What type of level is y'all What's on? Papa Bear. I don't know. Why? I mean, you know, like, you know all the thickums out here. You yeah, know? I don't know all what? the thickums. Jesus. <laughs> Yo, I swear, like, we have a fan base of, like, niggas that who have, like, career workers. Like you guys talking to the mic. Drivers, like bus drivers, <laughs> city workers, city workers, man. Like she loves. They city got benefits. Niggas. Yo, exactly. Got benefits. Career, Come like, on. You got to think. Listen, you get to a certain age, you start. You you got to start putting things in perspective. Like you can't just be on some bullshit. Like no shade. You got that four hundred one k match. Exactly. Stock options. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Um, but also going options. on this weekend, BWF has their show in the Bronx this Saturday. 
Um, so check oh, them shit. out that if go to. if they are if you are in the Bronx. And then um, next Friday, what? Papa Bear said he's a city worker. Up, up. Oh, oh, where? <laughs> well, thank you for so watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> she like those old. City nah, workers. I don't. Because old oh means you about to retire, and guess what? We both got to work, have a working income. He's eighty three. Uh, he's what? He's one eighty three. He Wait said he's, he's 183. 1983, sorry. Born oh, in 1983. So oh, so he's 36. Yeah. And somebody said that they're a maintenance supervisor. Okay. Wow. We're out here just throwing out our careers. <laughs> For what? I definitely don't think no one is trying to I mean, talk I feel my right demographics like pretty low. They're either like... They're, talk into the goddamn oh, sorry. mic. They either like, like my brother or they just tolerate me. So it's just like... it's either And you know what's so what's funny? Is that every time... Um, so me and Wilkins had went down. Shout outs to um, all the boys in the South, um, Montana Black. Um, the Facebook's not working. It's not. No. Okay, so do you want to go check it out real quick? All right, cool. Continue your story. Okay. I hear the story. <laughs> okay. I good. had a story late anyway. Well, no, I mean I can talk about the story. I got recorded. I mean I got edited. Remember? Oh, okay. But. Um. So yeah. So shout outs to um, Montana Yaya, um, Mike, Zuka, TJ. Keith, like all the way. So we, so it's funny because we just started, like we went down to WrestleCade, it's a wrestling convention mm-hmm. they do in the South in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And um, me and Wilkins went for the first time. Like we, as we posted the pictures, like we saw, we met Stevie Ray. Yeah, like we legit had, I had a legit hour, con- I felt like an hour conversation with Stevie Ray, That's legit. So That's so popping. And then um, we took, you know, the picture with Ariel, with, um, Oh, with Faye and with all of them. Faye, yeah, all I saw them. That. yeah, and um, Kiara and Rich and everybody. Because that, honestly, that came out of nowhere. Like, it wasn't even on some planned shit. And I feel like some people look at it like, y'all playing that shit. It's like, no. Nah. Like, literally, Shad from, shout outs to Shad once again. If you have not watched, to me, the best interview we did in 2019. That was a great interview. Um, On the Jabba Tears podcast. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Um, literally, he ran so up on Stevie Ray. And I was like, why are you trying to mess with my mans? Like, what's going right. on here? And then literally everybody just started. And then Ariel tried to attack Shad. And then literally everybody came. And we was like, all right, come come for a picture. Come for a picture. It literally was organic oh, as well. Oh, that's so, that is so lit. That's so fire. But, um, but yeah, but the South. So we started calling him Jabba to yourself because it's like, like DTP. Like, it's hilarious. That's mad funny. <laughs> it's legit the funniest thing. Um, but once again, um, for next Friday, um, BCW has their um, Christmas with a Vengeance. And I do, believe, I do believe Yas on the card. Yas up yeah. Next week? Yeah, next Friday in oh, the Bronx. Next Friday for my um, that was one of the know. most intense whispers I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> That's how he <laughs> always gets. <laughs> you have to understand, man. I'm an unofficial um, New York manager. You feel me? He is. So once again, shout out to all our boys in the because South, in the Carolinas. It's not Yaya strong. <laughs> and that's fast. They ain't Yaya speak. <laughs> that is I mean, for that package. Now, you want to? if you want a stable, there's prolific. You feel uh-huh. me? Talk Underneath to this stable, I called well, Mr. Blacks. Well. I haven't figured out. It's still in the working stage. You know, you have several potential clients. He's going to be the Bill mm-hmm. Alfonso of the Java Tears podcast. I'm just going to get him a whistle. Oh, for shows. Mad funny. <laughs> That's exactly what's just gonna happen sooner or later. Well, listen, man. Um, I'm telling y'all niggas, man. Well, let's see what else is like in in the world. Um, before we jump into the podcast, um, let's see. This is the prelude to the intro. Yeah, because right. we gotta. Um, is that like? I guess in two weeks, SmackDown's in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. SmackDown Live for the first mm-hmm. time, like on Friday night in Brooklyn. So, um, you know, anyone that's in the New York New York City area can do that. 
Um, and then uh, we have our TLC viewing party um, next Sunday, believe it or not. It is the oh, last TLC WWE pay-per-view of 2019 next Sunday. Yo, 2019. Um, it really did. What are, what are some of y'all like moments, like stick out besides Kofi? Because mm. that's obviously oh, everyone's <laughs> like moment. Like, literally, like, if you are of color and you don't say Kofi, we got to have a conversation. But Absolutely. Anyway, with besides Kofi winning the um the WWE title um at WrestleMania, uh, what's one other moment that sticks out to you of 2019? Uh, as far as like in ring, yeah, wrestling, just wrestling in general it doesn't actually it doesn't have to be WWE. It can be independent. It can be whatever. Just wrestling in general. What's one moment of 2019 you, that sticks out to you the most besides Kofi? Because that's obvious. Besides Kofi would probably be Sasha's return. She was gone for a minute. Yeah, she was nah, back at the jungle. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> nah, she came back and um, <laughs> nah, she came back and kind of woke up the the WWE Women's Division. And you know, anybody who knows me in real life knows that I'm a huge Sasha Banks fan. So you know, that was that. And also, you know, when I left Jordan in the 300 section Yo. at WrestleMania. <laughs> Oh yeah, and went down yeah, to the floor. Yo, what type of friend do you have? Yo, that what was the, that was the biggest heel turn of the year. <laughs> but I gave down. him a chair. He got me a chair though. It's in okay, my room. That, I guess that's a that's, that's it's act, not that's actually. If, if you want the if you want it's the full not, story, it's, it's nowhere near the same level exactly. as being close at WrestleMania. Exactly. Nah, okay, you, but you can okay. say you were though. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> if you want the full story, <laughs> it is on our um our page. It was the Jobber Culture Show that we did. Yes. So make sure to go back. Um, history has already been made because we were on their show and now we're returning the favor. Now they're here with us tonight. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited about this. I'm, I'm super excited to you have you guys. Thank you for having us. Oh, anytime. Well, Anytime. It's all about a fa- it's a family thing. That's you know? um, Jay, what's one moment? Um, so I, I, I have to cheat. I have, I have two. Okay. Um, one, my, one of my favorite, well, my favorite moment of 2019 was Cody's promo uh, about a month and change ago against Jericho yeah, uh, leading, leading up, up to, the, to full gear falling up to full gear I feel like that was the best promo of the year hands down um, and it just showed how much passion he had he he literally channeled his dad and I thought that was just like the coolest thing I miss Dusty ever. So yeah, I must I miss Dusty I miss Dusty too um, but yeah, I feel like that was definitely a moment the honorable mention moment has to go to uh, um my first hog show, which was the, the last show, hog yeah. show, which was Matt. that was your first. That was my first. That was mine too. That was my. I trained at hog for like four months. And, first hog show ever. And but the reason why that was significant was just because that was for Matt and uh, absolutely. Matt was definitely Matt. Well, we talked about this on a couple shows ago. Yeah. Matt was a personal friend of mine. I've known him since I was like eighteen, oh, wow. and um, I knew him when he was a lifey dancer. So just to kind yeah. of. To kind of he go. Was he a um, Showtime nigga? No, 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 no. He wasn't. Don't he wasn't. He wasn't. Like he wasn't. He wasn't on Showtime. But he was. He was a part of. He was a part He's of a, a couple teams. Dance. He was a part of a couple dance teams. He was part of Fast Food Club. He was part of Team Demon. <laughs> what? So he was. They worked at McDonald's. No, 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 no. It's a whole. No, it's a whole team. It's a whole different. Movement. It's a whole different movement. It's lifey. Um, but he. But yeah, I knew him since those days, and like to kind of see him, uh, being kind of. Given his proper due and respect was definitely a, a personal moment for me. So that was my honorable mention moment of the of the year. But Cody's yeah, yeah, promo yeah. was like my um, Mr. Black. Before I give mine, let me read, read some of the audience. I think it said, "Let's break with your 
happens. Wait, what? Someone says Johnny. You have Dye. to read. You listen. Speak into the mic. We sorry, paid sorry. good money for this. Sorry, it's Johnny Wrestling versus Adam Cole. I take over. Again, mm. um, oh, Tessa, Tessa Blanchard, tied 2019. I agree. Um, how the old Bray Wyatt promos are about what? No, how's that move 2019? Wait, what? He says this is Ralph Reigns. How old? How or how the old Bray Wyatt promos are relevant to his current it is. character? It is. It is. Absolutely, uh, it is. He talked, and it's something that I think I mentioned a few episodes ago. Oh, let me, let me, let me oh go ahead. Um, Bailey's heel turn. Um, that was someone's moment of this year. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. But, but go ahead. <laughs> the fuck. But no, it, it. Ralph Reigns is very factual on that because if you look back and even like going all the way back, like the beginnings of the Wyatt family, he mentions the Fire Funhouse without mentioning it by that name. Like he says certain things and the and the characters that yeah, he has he in that. He, he mentions that. Like in that's this is like almost three four years ago that he mentions. Don't that forget stuff. the Bray Wyatt's so, hard story too. So yeah, so like he definitely has planted the seeds. It's, it's funny when it comes full circle. Come on, Prophet Bray. There you go. Oh, All right, Miss Black. Shondo? Moment of 2019 <laughs> that sticks out. You're funny. I mean, right? <laughs> I heard what you just said. You know, Mr. Black still got some church in him. <laughs> I have to say, when my son Roman came back from cancer, B. Yeah, I was here. Really? He did come back this year. He did come back this year. Yeah. My son was canceled. The big dog. Years is my, son back. <laughs> my son came back. Jesus Christ. And he be cancer. He was in a blockbuster movie, son. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> did I you mean, see the movie? Great. I'm, I thought it was dope. I thought it was okay. I thought it was dope. Turn off your brain. He didn't like Talk turn off your brain. Turn off your brain. Oh, you mean, oh, you mean Hunter and Sean, that movie? Hey, hey, I mean, Hobbs and Sean? Yeah. Why'd you say... I fucking hate you. <laughs> I and Sean. Oh, someone said the rise of Debbie Allen. The what? The rise of Debbie Allen. Darby. The Darby oh. Allen. Oh, I'm gonna say Debbie I'm Allen. Like too. we I'm talking about Felicia Darby. Rashad's sister. Like <laughs> <laughs> talk about different world. Like, what's nah, Darby. Name? Darby didn't make a come up this year. Yeah. Um, wasn't she like homeless at first? The what? Yeah, that's a skateboard character guy, right? That uh, one was in the coffin drop, right? Darwin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was homeless. Before he signed ADW, he was yeah, homeless. Yeah. Wow. So I got a chill um, for him. Dude. My moment, actually, he he probably has like a little a little apartment. But uh, my I moment knows. of 2019 um, actually is not even like WWE related um, or AEW or any of that shit. Actually, it goes to, of course, our um, our good friends at Battle Club Pro. Um, when he did, um, shout out to Joe Keen and the whole team at Battle Club that are having their um, all for um, one for all show January fourth, where we will be announcing the biggest, and I mean the biggest announcement in Jabba Tia's podcast history. But I wonder what it is. Uh, what do you guys think it is? Actually, I before I finish my statement, no clue. Action figures. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that. I'll do one. I know what it's going to be. The Jabba Tears. Do right. <laughs> 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 I, in fact, am wearing the very first one. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Not the point to the, the camera. Um, but once again, um, in, in their their show, um, back in um, August. I'm making face Um, it was. I think it was his August show, but his summer show where he did it outside. It felt like WrestleMania was the funniest thing. That's funny. But um. He definitely um, gave really, really big props to us. Like, literally had it, like, played our theme song. When? Had us stand. You were, you were late, so you missed that oh. part. When was Oof. this? What happened? 
So Oof. he, so Joaquin, because whenever Battle Club starts, Joaquin always gets into the ring and he introduces like he he's like the intro show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he got in the ring and you know he's you think as everyone thinks everyone, but he just he was like I want to give a special thanks. It was the one what we did with Ariel, where Ariel was the sponsor that what we sponsored um, for Jabba Tears. Oh, um, I think that was back in October or something. No, it was outside. Yeah, it was outside, but it was it wasn't that bad. I think it was more like September. Mm. Yes. Uh, but it was his fall show, I will say that. Um, but um, he literally, um, me and Wilkins were sitting, like I think, like second row, but we were just like chilling. Like, we weren't even like doing anything. And then he literally was like, well, I want to give a big thanks to, um, you know, this group that has always been riding with us from day one. And then he played the theme song, and then we were like, and I believe it or not, I'm super shy, and I hate the attention like that. So he definitely, he, he had a stand-up. We were just like, Oh God! Why would you do this to right. us? Like, <laughs> m- almost made me cry. Like, legit had tears in my eyes because you have to understand you the know what video. This, the, huh? Yo, because it happened like this. Like, it literally was the fastest thing. Like, it, it. We didn't know what was happening, and then we were a part of it. So it was just like, well, how the fuck I'm gonna record myself standing up and almost in tears? Like, can't do that. Right. But um, but those type of moments, you know, I for me personally hold deep to me, and I know because I experienced it. And, you know, once again, the journey we've taken with Battle Club and, and what we have in store for 2020, you know, I'm always in debt to Joe Keen and, and the team at Battle Club. So, so that's actually my moment of 2019 is actually just being a part of something, mm. you know, that's bigger than, you know, the podcast, bigger than every week us recording because, you I know, we did a lot of moments. We did, yeah. Yo, um, <sighs> dang, smoke with which one? Definitely Smoke with Val Venus. Smoke with Val Venus. We That's popping. That. that is lit. Definitely did that. Smoke with like half the indie scene. Adam, yeah. Adam, Adam, Wally Wally they found drunk Angelo at the. I got drunk. G1 oh yeah. I got trash <laughs> with um fucking Davy Boy Smith Jr. and um Brian Pillman. That's mad funny. Junior, legit. Don't WrestleMania forget that weekend. you took a shot with the cowboy. James oh yeah, Storm. James Storm. You took a shower with this. No, no, no. I a wish shot. a shot. Oh, it was a shot of whiskey. Oh, oh, don't forget that we met Al Snow. Well, Al Snow hosted our WrestleMania viewing oh, party. Oh, don't forget that we did um, uh, we did that thing with LAX. Yes, we did the brunch, which oh we do have plans to bring that back. Peter, Roden, Peter yeah, Rosenberg, Peter Rosenberg, hosting <laughs> for SummerSlam and having cheap um, said cheap heat. Y'all did that. Y'all, Y'all did crazy. that this year. Yeah. Y'all really, did that. Really, oh, he did that. Y'all want something really, really crazy? Like this might go super dark, but like majority of all the stuff that's happening, I was depressed. Literally, I was going through depression. This is why all this like really new to me. Like I'm like, yeah, does all this happen? Yeah, like, but no. I think when you're in it, and not only that, I think just when you're in it, you don't really, you know, know. You're not you aware. Really know until like until like how I go through my phone. I have a lot of pictures, and people just like, how you know all these people? I'm looking like, yo, it's not the point here. The point is, I'm trying to show you how to do this. Da, 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 right. da. But yes, I know Val Venus personally. <laughs> Exactly. Hey, personally. Personally. Don't personally. That's that my guy. You met Brown? <laughs> I did. WrestleMania Willie weekend. Willie Mack was on our live feed? Willie Mack was oh, definitely man. on our live feed. I wish I knew what type of Wi-Fi this is going on here. But... What is this? Right there. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I was oh, like, no. I wish I could help you. But um, let's jump into yeah, our please. opening segment behind Gorilla's Position, <laughs> where we have our OMG moment of this week. And I know Mr. Black is super, super hype about this. Um, the Three Faces of Johnny okay. is back. Ah. John Morrison is back officially in the WWE. Um, it was reported um, on Backstage, which actually low-key is a really good show. It is. If you have not watched, it I is. mean, I hate, and we spoke about this before, I hate that it's on so fucking late. Yeah. You can watch it in the morning. But 
uh, who I gotta go to work. Like, I work I, by five o'clock. And that's you. That's it. Come along like around five in the morning. My nigga, so I'm in. I'm in like the eighth morning. dream ending <laughs> at five o'clock in the morning. Right. So that's not I'm happening. Up, up. But Tuesday I'm nights, up. I think eleven o'clock on FS1 backstage because yeah. I watched. I caught clips of yesterday's in, in TV Time Tuesday. Um, episode where they had um, Seth Rollins on it, and I actually thought it was a really dope show, and I yeah. thought it was really the interaction was really good. But they announced on backstage that um, John Morrison is headed back to the WWE. It was it's not dis- disclosed in terms of the terms of the contract, but it seems a multi year deal has been made. Um, John Morrison has not been on WWE TV since 2011, so we're almost ten years, you know, Oof. away, which is crazy. But in between that time, he's been Johnny Impact for Impact. He's been um, um, Johnny Mundo for Lucha Underground, and he's also worked a lot of different independent promotions. Um, so, my question to you, gentlemen: mm. What is a dream match that you would like to see within the next year with John Morrison? Off the off the rip, can't um, say the Avi, which is Miz. Nah, all right, that's yeah, that's a that's to me that's a dream feud. That's not a dream match. Yes, but I feel like off the rip. Johnny Johnny versus AJ Styles. Okay. Is at the top of my list. Yeah. Johnny versus AJ Styles would be fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Angela, what you think? Battle of the Johnnies. Johnny Impact versus Johnny Wrestling. Yeah. Someone said that too. Said really? That. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. I forget you love Gargano so yeah, much. I'm, I'm, I be sitting here like, like when I went to War Games, I was like, oh, he not here? I don't know. This is cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Mr. Black. Dream match with your boy Johnny, because he talks about Johnny all the that time. That is not funny. Just saying, I believe. <laughs> Yo, and then they better bring the slow mo back, exactly. right? <laughs> Valentine Dream versus Johnny. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fire. Um, you know, Johnny's not the greatest on the stick. But visually wise, it's gonna be amazing. Oh, yeah. A little like, especially when like here's the thing about Johnny. And Johnny want to give him credit for He's good at when you script him. Mm-hmm. Not really script him, but give him a guideline he follows with. Because if you watch a dirt sheet from back in the day on YouTube, you still see it, it still comes up. It was excellent work. It was very, he knew his position. And when he became, when he became Johnny Nitro to Johnny, Mo- John Morrison, that promo, like the powers of wisdom, come with me, oh my, excellent work. But again, him versus Valentin. Valentin, oh. yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, I obviously think Miz and him are like, if they don't do it, we're, we're fucking up somewhere because that is honestly modern day Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Because if you mm. do not know, John Morrison and the Miz are best friends. Yes, they are. Period. Yeah. And if you watch the Miz and Mrs., which is returning in January, I which I'm super wait. hype about, I cannot wait. <laughs> I saw the preview for it. He's the on the show? Day. Yeah, like he's been on the show before. And what's his name on the show? John. They just call him John. They just call him John Morrison, Johnny Impact, no. or whatever his real last Probably. name is. Yeah, Probably. like they yeah. haven't really like called him by name. Like, so he came over. I feel like him, and I feel like Ziggler has been on. I this feel sh- like it was the baby sh- baby shower episode. Yes. Yeah, that that I love that show so. No, much. No, that show is dope. But um, but if once again you do not know, they are like real real life friends. Yeah, so, real life friends. and I think it's always important, you know, when we play that kind of play that card a little bit because it gives it. You feel more emotion to it. It's yeah. you're more invested into the match where 
if it was, you know, Johnny Impact, because I'm going to still call him probably Johnny Impact, because that just shit just rolls off the tongue a little yeah, better. Yeah. Um, but that's like putting him like against like a Randy Orton or like, you know, someone that he's actually like Is had before. Adults? Yeah. Yeah, they're all. They're all for him. Your boy, Ryder. Cause they um they were in um what should we call no, it um, wedding the wedding picture yeah so they're all friends picture, yeah. yeah so they're all like real life like friends friends like we're not talking about Dang. like oh you know we just here for some tea like nah like I don't bro. know about Dolph versus Johnny Impact because Dolph been kind of like nah that's what I said I wouldn't do Dolph but I Miz and I because match. and because the Miz would carry Mike wise better. It would work out a little Miz, bit better. Miz, fi- heel Miz versus face Johnny would be fantastic. Ah, nah. Nah, I feel like it's the other way around. Yeah. Heel Johnny. Yeah. It's better. Especially because Miz is in that position where he's been faced for a hot minute now. Yeah. So, like, I mean, honestly, if they if they worked it right and did it for Mania, that would be dope. I mean, whatever. I just, I'm excited because, and I think they have mentioned it on backstage, where it's like you're having people that has been on the E before, and coming back, and they're kind of in their prime. Like they're right. kind of in yeah. the moment where you know they, you know, they done stuff outside, and they, you know, realize that you know this is home, and, and he's one of those like that. This is home. Like he's you know been tag team champions, and you know, <laughs> right? Like the list goes on and on. So I'm I'm excited to I see. I mean, someone said this. Him back. Booker T said this on his show. You right? have to talk into the goddamn oh. mic though. Booker T said this on his show. <laughs> this is whole <laughs> shit every time. Every time you can take a drink again with this one. I'm getting a good no, show. and I definitely don't want to do listen, that. Booker T said this on his podcast. On his podcast, you don't watch the clip. Hall of Fame, online. right? Yeah. Right. And he mentioned like what's the difference between the locker room from back in the day and now. And he said this age. And a lot of people came with WWE when it was 23, Yo. 24, yeah. 25, you know? And a lot of didn't find themselves in here. Like Drew. And, yeah. Drew McIntyre is, the, was is the premier. The was young. John Morrison was young. Dolph was young. List goes on how many young people are. You forget how young John Cena was when he carried the company. That's a yeah. fact. Very you true. understand? So a lot of times like, it's going to be kind of like a childish, damn, we still got to figure out. So, and this is talking from a man that who been through his 20s and he's 30, like, yo, I'm just not finding my strive after I hit 25. Right. So this is why that a lot of people are coming back now because they realize that, yo, I made my name elsewhere. I found my different style, my different niche. Just like I think um, someone said this a while ago too. There's no more, like, during the time when John Morrison was in WWE, there was no real territories. It was not like you could go to this place, perfect your craft. Yeah. He left. There was Lucha Underground. Um, um, what's that thing called again in Mexico? Triple um, A. Triple A was getting bigger. Right. You know, New Japan was finding his stride. So it was different. It was not the so-called million and one territories, how it was back in the day, but it was still enough to get your exposure and perfect your craft. Yeah. Right. So, welcome home. Welcome yeah. home, Johnny. All right, let's go to our next topic. Um, and this has been actually pretty heavy in, you know, in the social Ooh. media land. Um... The voice of NXT is back. So, Maro, my our good our good guy, Maro, um, made his return to WWE TV um, this past week on NXT. Um, he wasn't, I believe, at Survivor Series, um, and the voice was a little missed. I'm not gonna yeah, lie. No, seriously. Um, but his return comes after. Um, some absence because of some shots that Corey Graves took to him on Twitter. Corey Graves and his Twitter fingers are real and it's crazy. But when he made uh, his return, um, you know, he was, you know, 
back with open arms, standing ovation. Like he's one of those. He is actually he's he's the current day Jr. Like regardless of what you say or what you think, like it, it really is um, a voice that you know when you watch NXT. This is who you you're listening to. This right, absolutely. So. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on this whole, like, Corey Graves? And and, you, and Angela wanted to bring up, um, I wanted you guys to incorporate something from your show, um, Culture 360 Podcast. Um, so do you want to start off first talking about your thoughts on um, Corey Graves and his Twitter incidents? Because this is not actually the first time. <laughs> and he actually has a recent um, incident, too. So you want to talk to us about it? Listen, Corey Graves is another one who needs to just put his Twitter down. Just put the phone down, Papa. Just put it down. <laughs> so he made some recent comments on his new podcast. Uh, was it After, After the, the Bell, Bell, something like that? Yeah. Um, about Charlotte saying, you know, Charlotte Flair is, um, you know, he kind of seems like she's going through the motions and blah, blah, blah. And um, he's just like, you know, it seems like Charlotte Flair is not really interested in what she's doing. And, you know, not kind of not to stray off topic or anything, but, you know. Mm, kind of agree. Yeah, but. I was gonna say like, and I love Oscar, but if this bitch spits green mist in her face one more fucking time and mess up this bitch's hair, I'm gonna be upset. Okay. I'm gonna be tight. Okay. So that shit is so frustrating. Like the first time I was like, oh, okay, this is cute, ha ha yeah. ha. Then when the bitch did it the next night on Raw and her whole, and it's not even like a little bit because a mist is supposed to be That's like a, a green spray bath. That right, like it. She legit, was immersed. She was right. Like it just felt like the more she moved her hand, the more mist just appeared. Yeah, like, right. it was ridiculous. So to me, I'm just like, really, guys? Like this is where yeah. we're going with this. Yeah, I mean, as far as Corey goes, like, his comments on Twitter about Mauro, you know, were completely insensitive. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. If I'm a co-worker, like, if we're all working in the same sp- – what? Boom. We all – I work at Best Buy. We all work at Best Buy. If I have an issue with the way that you spoke to that customer, mm-hmm. I'm going to pull you aside and go, hey, next time, you know, make sure because this is a secret shopper, blah, 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 whatever. Like, you don't want to get yourself fired. I'm not going to announce it in front of the entire store or go over the intercom and <laughs> go, hey, next time, make sure you don't talk to that customer like that because you're being really rude. That's just kind of disrespectful. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when we're coworkers. I expect a certain amount of respect Respect, between us. Now, Corey can have an opinion, and that's fine. You know, I don't love everything that Mauro Ronaldo says, but I will never forget on SmackDown, this man said, um, what was the lyric? Raindrop, drop top, Alexa Bliss is in the top spot. And I loved him forever after that. (laughs) Because it was just like, dude, how? Where did you come up with this? I loved him forever after that. So... As far as Mauro goes, I love Mauro Ronaldo. I'm so happy he's back. You know, depression is a hell of a thing. Yeah, um, they actually just I released the um, the preview for the um, the documentary yeah. that he did for Showtime. Yeah. So if you look on YouTube, yeah, you can out. look at the preview for the documentary that's going to come out on Showtime. Is it new one? Actually, yeah, it's the one we we spoke about this ages ago. Is that the bipolar rock and roll. Yes. Thing? I think I think the full one is out. Yeah, it's out. I think it's out. It's out. Oh, and the full one's been released the, on Because I saw the clip of like the preview of it. So nah, I was like, oh, it was in my. It was good. in my. It was in my, my recommended. Me too. It was. I think the full one is out. I it's need out. to watch it's it. Out. I was watching it last night. Yeah, but what I will say to kind of go off of what you were saying and what you were saying, Marl isn't just the modern day Jr. I feel like he's the biggest and best voice in combat sports. Period. I feel like. Ugh. Not not just in pro wrestling, but when we're talking about mixed martial arts, when we're talking about boxing, mm-hmm. he's the best voice. That's why he's been doing everything mm-hmm. because he's he's a distinguishable, iconic voice in all three sports, which is something that Jr. hasn't done. 
Um, sure. So I think that Marl kind of has head and shoulders above JR in that. Now, to go off of what Angie was saying as far as, you know, you don't want to disrespect your coworkers, especially in public. Now, obviously, we know what's going on, WWE with NXT and versus AEW. And not only were the comments insensitive, but they were just at the wrong time. 100%. You're competing against uh, a company you, you like... You really aren't, though. Yeah, you're competing. You really aren't, though. Yeah, you're not. But <laughs> still, for the sake of this, you're going against uh, another company in the public sphere, in in the in the eyes of the investors of AEW, and in the eyes of the investors of of WWE. You're going against this other company, and now is the time where if you're competing against somebody, or if you just want to put on a high quality product, you have to stand as a unified front. Which means that even if I'm not necessarily in agreement with what this person is doing. I'm I'm a ride. I'm gonna hold it down because at the end of the day, this person that I may have an opinion on is offering value to a product that I'm a part of. I'm not gonna disrespect you or insult you or say something shady about you when you're adding value to a product that I'm a part of. Because guess what? If he wins, I win. If he, if, if if what he's doing is bringing value to the brand and bringing in viewers, that's gonna that's gonna result in more money for the company. That can result in more money. For me, exactly. So it's just like you, you you just can't just go off the cuff and not and one say insensitive things about someone who you know has a mental in, illness when you have suffered from depression, and two you can't just you can't just go against people who are adding value to the product because guess what? If you do that, now you put the product in jeopardy, and now the product can lose value and can lose that it factor because Marl wasn't on the next week, and everybody noticed. And NXT felt it. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it, yeah. it's not just and a matter of, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and also I feel like because Corey has this whole thing of like going on social media and saying social media isn't the real world. It, it is the real world. It's the part of the real world. And sometimes the things that you do online have a real life impact. So just because you don't consider it the real world because you don't, it doesn't phase you. It does have an impact and we see it. So just don't stop, put the phone down, like, yeah, and if you do all of this to the wrong person on social media, when they catch you in the streets, they might pop you in your mouth. Yeah, because what if Marl <laughs> super kicked you? I mean, how I feel about the whole situation. Corey Gray, just like Biggie said on the podcast, he didn't stay off of social media. Just like him and Stephon, he didn't stay off of social media. But then again, I was looking at the standpoint, that is his first amendment, freedom of speech. We are in America. But you can't control what people say but I feel like certain stuff should not go on social media. Like you mentioned that if you know is this your coworker, go 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 and talk to him. Right. Say and like you know history, you know you deal with it person on personal basis. As far as mental illness, you should have known better. You should have done better, Corey. That the first time someone had to call you out for your BS, Corey. Come on, B. Let's go even go back with the whole him and Enzo. His kid did the whole Enzo dance. He made a big fuss like, yo, bro, you don't have to put that on social media. Bro. You did. Like, yeah. Whatever little hate you have for Enzo, I don't know what he did to you, though, But bro. Enzo out here it's making just, enemies, too, so. Yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I can't account for what him. Enzo didn't put online during that time. I'm going to count what he said towards Corey Grave. And again, Corey Grave is a dude where, like, he is a prick. You know? Like, <laughs> he's a prick. Like, if he was in school, you know, like, um, like, like, like if he was in school, I probably would have punched him in the face by now. Yeah. And... Looking at Moro, the stuff that he's been through, he is the modern-day JR. Because I'm going to tell you exactly why. Because a lot of these wrestlers are more than just wrestlers. They either have MMA background, 
They either have a background in some kind of mixed martial arts, some kind of like um, combat sports such as karate and many different forms of martial arts such as karate, such as um, 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 judo, judo, etc., etc. Jr. Back in the day, like I said earlier. What was hot was wrestling, the territories. So J.R. had to go through the each different territories. Very but Mora went through each different style of combat, combat sport. So when you watch a WWE product, he knows where this move come from, this move come from, this move come from. Cause I saw the documentary, Rock and Roller, and it's like, dang, he's really intensive what he do with his research. Yeah, he is bipolar, but that's his mother effing superpower. That's what my son Kanye says. Yo, a mental illness? See, I tell him it's depression and anxiety. That's my mother effing superpower. So when I come in the room, I already feel the vibes. I already feel how each and one of the people feel and all that. That's my superpower. And this man owns it. Absolutely. He sacrificed having a wife, kids, all of that because he's so focused in his career. Period. And a lot of people don't know this. In the documentary, there's a scene where it was, I forgot which fight. I think it was... Canelo versus, um, I think it was somebody. It was a big fight. And then you saw him in the room reading his Twitter comments. Damn, that was good. Mad comments. He said, but yet, I don't know what people know. God effing suck out there. And you see him Nick picking his performance. So imagine when Corey Gray said that. He's reading it. He's like, dang, maybe I am doing too much. Maybe my mama Mia is, is too yeah. much. Let me slow it down. I already hear too much from these wall culture niggas over, overseas talking about, oh, he's the worst, take up too much time. Da-da. But even then said, they said, yeah, we may not like him, but yeah, we should, that, wasn't, that was too much. So overall, to give us a bow, I hope that Morel reach a moral, reach a point in life where like how that his superpower does not hinder him as much. It does not affect them where he could go on weeks, probably years, when I have to relapse it. Right. And I appreciate him because he gives me, 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 me like hope, like, if this man's going through it, I could get through anything. Yeah. So Which is really good. All right, it. let's move on to our next topic. Um, Daniel Bryanson. <laughs> Daniel yeah. Bryanson, the ally. He, uh, first of all, Daniel Bryan is, of course, invited to the cookout. I don't care what anybody says. That's say. a fact. RT. Like, Big fact. And I forgot, I forgot which she wrestling group that, that I... Salsa. I forgot which wrestling <laughs> group I was in this morning because someone else said that shit. And I was like, fuck yeah, Daniel Bryan is invited to the cookout. Because I'm a dead ass to have some vegan mac and cheese for that nigga. Like, yeah, easy. Like, what? But apparently, um, Kofi Kingston had appeared... Um, on the latest episode of After the Bell with um, Corey Graves. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned and revealed that the match with Daniel Bryan almost didn't happen. Where Kevin Owens was reportedly supposed to face Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. However, the plans were changed for Kingston when his storyline with Daniel Bryan caught fire. Kingston said that it happened because the plans weren't for me to be at WrestleMania. He said Daniel Bryan pushed for me to happen at WrestleMania. I'm not sure who it was for Daniel to face, but it wasn't me. But Daniel went in and went to bat for me and for the situation for the title match between us to happen. So he had a big part in it. Mm. So the question to the table is, what are your thoughts on it? Because, you know, we once again, we started the show talking about, like, our moments of 2019. And obviously, culture-wise, Kofi Kingston yeah. winning the WWE title was the moment, uh, one of the, the moments of 2019. That's a fact. And to hear now, like, from the horse's mouth, in a sense, that it was... Daniel Bryanson, because I'm going to keep saying that, 
was part of was the catalyst. Because to me, I always said like low key, Kofi needs to date Mustafa Ali for getting injured. Because that's honestly what I thought was always the catalyst. Yeah, like, right. Because he replaced him. But to hear Daniel Bryan had some say, it actually kind of shows how much weight yeah. he low key holds. Right. So what are your thoughts on Daniel Bryan kind of being our low key savior of 2019? <laughs> I mean. I- as as crazy as that is, I'm not surprised that he did something yeah. along those lines. I feel like if 2019 <laughs> revealed anything about Daniel Bryan, it's it's the fact that he is a selfless professional wrestler. Yeah. Um, we saw that in his match against Adam Cole, which he probably didn't know of until the day of. One of the matches of 2019. One of the yeah. matches of 2019. One. And he could have easily been that guy. I'm a former WWE champion. I'm a main roster guy. I'm a first ballot Hall of Famer. I'm not putting Adam Cole over. And he probably could have been justified. But the fact that he said, you know what? I'll take this pen for, for the NXT champion. He's the only one who took the pen. He's the only one. He's the only one. Only one. Mm-hmm. Seth, didn't take Seth couldn't do it. Seth was like, fuck out of here. Exactly. I'm not the doing that. The thing about it, the amount of crap that people give Roman, Roman would have did it. Yeah. Roman definitely did it. He did, he and would've. a lot of people don't know, Roman ate a lot of pins. The but crap he, that but he, couldn't, give, but he couldn't take that pen right? to Keith, though. But, 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 he but, couldn't listen, take the listen, pen listen, to Keith listen, Lee, though. But listen, but, 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 but listen, but listen, at the end of the day, he made Keith Lee look like a million bucks. No, absolutely. The same way that he want to eat that pen, but it, but he did his job, it got Keith, Keith Lee over. Because taking that, taking, that, taking that anime powerbomb from the sky, that nigga... Threw him to the sky and catch him and powerbomb him. Be like, yeah, he, boy. He, he threw that praise up. But. I said almost Not glory. But I, I feel like I'm not surprised that Daniel Bryan <laughs> went. Praise up. <laughs> I'm not surprised that Daniel <laughs> Bryan went to bat. Uh, Daniel Bryan is a, is a selfless guy. Yeah. Um, and I, once again, I'm just not surprised. And I feel like that's it's kind of poetic, the fact that he pushed for Kofi. Um, to put Kofi in the same position that he was in, that he, he was, was in, in. Yeah. at thirty. At thirty, so it was just—it's great to see like those full circle moments, and it's good to see guys like Daniel Bryan, who is definitely a, a living legend in pro wrestling. Yes, give back to the business by putting other people over. Oh my god, I got a funny story. So because so I work I work in hospitality, I work in a restaurant um, restaurant group, and some of the servers. So like one random day, I had a buyout. At Virgil's, and fucking Mark Henry was at Virgil's eating, and I and I low key marked out inside. That's before you met him? Or no, this know. was like recent. This was like a few weeks ago. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, he was at. Vir- yeah, remember you? Some. Well, no, I didn't. So, once again, I'm kind of the one and done kind of girl. Unless like we're in an intimate space and we're business wise. Like my man was eating. I was actually working. I'm not about to walk up and be like, "What up, Mark? Do you remember me?" No. But some of the surfers. At the restaurant, I found out, I ended up finding out we're wrestling fans too. So we were talking, and one guy, he's from the Bay Area, and he spoke about um, when Dane Bryant actually had a wrestling school um, before yeah, he got yeah. signed. Um, he said a friend of his yeah, had um, his friend of his um, had spent like six G's on a lifetime membership to be trained by Dan by Daniel Bryant. Literally put money on the table. Was like. Lifetime, here we go. Let's get it. Literally two weeks later, Dane Bright gets signed by WWE. So That's three grand a week. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. So literally, but I just find it so funny. But to go back to bring it full circle, he mentioned that the interactions he's had with Dane Bryan even before he got signed. 
always humble, always love the business. Six G's. That nigga set for life. He can wrestle, but he just can't be trained by Tay Bryan. <laughs> he getting trained by somebody else. That shit is wild. But six grand. Six Ooh. grand. So what happened? A like, lifetime. Did, like Day and Brian end up helping him get into school or what? No, he, he just ended up taking lessons from he getting trained by somebody else. Not Daniel Bryan because he got signed. For that amount of money, he could have put a down payment on the new WWE commemorative fiend Universal Championship. First of all, that belt. shit is like a quarter. Like it, that shit is ridiculous. That's a house. Payment. That's you know what it is. It actually almost to the dollar is the same amount for the WrestleMania championship travel package. Legit. That's like first row WrestleMania. That's first row every show. Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, dinner with all these niggas. Like, get your, legit. Get your get, toes up. Wait, 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 wait. You get breakfast with the wrestlers? Yeah. yeah so like the travel brunch. packages that they have for WrestleMania. So if you haven't, yo, it's like, yo, it starts off at that's like cheap. three grand. And that's like cheap. per person. Fuck you mean. But 6000 That's per person. For yourself. Think, think about it. 6000 for yourself. Get the chill wrestlers. Be in front row. Come on, B. That's one time experience. I would do it. Nah, you cannot. As much as I love WWE, you can't it. do it to me. For six thousand dollars, I'll just go train at House of Glory and become a wrestler myself. Here's the thing, though. If I had to choose to do that one time, and you know, I got the bread, I am doing it. Nah, like, nah. You have to understand, like, come on, it's a one-time experience. You know, like. Then again, there's ways to go about it though. I because I want to get a front row seat and not meet the wrestlers because I met wrestlers on my own accord. So no, no, no. But, but see, but that's seat. included in that. So you get the, the travel package, you get tickets to SmackDown, you get the Hall of Fame, you get Mania, you get Raw, you get the breakfast, you get different like meet and greets, you get all that stuff. But I'm sorry, six thousand dollars. I have not spent more than I feel like a thousand dollars for any of the WrestleManias that I've been to. Yeah, and that's I've a fact. Been, Same. And I've been to four. And that and I and included in that thousand is travel. So uh, there's no way that I'm spending six times as much for a whole ass weekend unless I'm either in Drew McIntyre's bedroom or All right. It's like son son gotta give. Like oh, not about oh, to man. give six grand up and not have a night. Like fuck you. Fuck Any way to refill up this green tea. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I can't sit this tea. Um, Toot it Black. up Shut up See now <laughs> Toot it up <laughs> Mr. Black What are your thoughts On Dave Bryan In the assists he, Yo that was some Like triple oh, doubles Type shit I'm not surprised Because if you listen To Dave Bryan's Previous interviews His book And all that He explains that Continue on the business Because the business Is bigger than him He understands That he just say A little Oh he He's just a Thank little you. He's just part Of a bigger picture Mm-hmm. And he he wants storylines. And if you listen to a lot of this interview, but when he came, when he was coming back, he said, "WWE know how to do storylines." And he mentioned the Mustafa Ali, the guy who's not getting over. He said, "If I can help, I can help." And him doing that only makes sense because he's part of history. Mm. Which side of history going to be? Everybody mentioned Triple H bearing Booker T how many times? Oh to this no, day. no, to no! This we're day. not going to do that. We were at Wally Mania, and they mentioned that. Hmm. You understand? So. You want to be the guy that who's throwing stuff at the black people or the guy who is assisting the black people to get to the other side? And he's part of history. But it's not even just, it's not even a black or white thing. It's like, at the end of the day, you have some wrestlers, and that always was my griff about Hogan. It was never the fact that he said nigga, honestly, because I'm pretty. We're I'm coming for you, nigga. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm like, if I got threatened to say nigga, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, I got two in the pocket. Right. But 
my grip always with Hogan was the fact that he didn't want to put over certain people. Mm. Like, the fact that he didn't want to put over Brett and that eventually made him actually leave WWE to go to WCW. That actually was the catalyst of that. Yeah. And then put, not putting not putting Mach over, still hold that shit. Over. Not putting over Piper. Not putting... Like, the list can go on and on. And I mean, honestly, it's a doggy dog world and I, I understand it. But at the end of the day, it's just you, 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 gotta, you gotta see... You got to position yourself in a way where you look at wrestling what's going to be 10 years from now. Like, you got to position the future of the business. Mm -hmm. I think that's why Brian is such, like, people love him so much because Brian loves wrestling. And that's it. And that's why I look up to Brian so much as just an inspiration for me going into my own wrestling career. Brian loves the business. And he will do whatever it takes to make sure that the business is sustained past these these years. You know... I've, I've read his book front to back like three times. His book is absolutely incredible. You get the audio book. And I like, I like a physical book, though. Audio book's good. Do she read three times? Try the audio book. I, I, I'm going to try the audio book. But, um, yeah, books are hard. Easy yeah, I just like reading. I like like the physical book. Like, like Two years ago, I think it was, I got Charlotte and Ric Flair's book. I got AJ Lee's book, and I got Daniel Bryan's book. And I read all three of them. All three of them are great books. But um, the point is... Daniel Bryan, this doesn't surprise me because he did this with Mustafa Ali. Yep. Yep. He helped Mustafa Ali come to SmackDown off mm-hmm. of 205 Live. So with uh, him helping Kofi get to this level of his career, Kofi just so happens to be in the same exact place that Bryan was in at WrestleMania 30. And now, you know, at WrestleMania 35, Bryan gets to be the guy who puts over the guy who was in his position. I think that's just beautiful oh, poetry. Yeah. That's good. All right, let's move on to, um, we have, I don't want to say breaking news, but it was announced, um, MSG has a holiday show. They do it every year here in New York. So it's the day after Christmas, so just December 26th, um, MSG holiday, WWE holiday show. And they announced that there will be the first ever steel cage match for the WWE women's tag team titles, mm-hmm. where it would be Asuka and Kyrie Sane versus Charlotte Flair and the Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch. Mm, the, um, uh, the, the colonizers. Whoa. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts on actually them having Becky Lynch versus and Charlotte tag with each other? And could this possibly be something they do long term? Because uh, if you don't know, a lot of like matches they do on house shows, they those are kind of like the trial and error matches. Yeah. So you have matches where you you have like let's say Seth Rollins and 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 Fiend fifty bazillion times, but it's because they want to see how the reaction, they want to see what the feels like, they want to see if the, if the chemistry is there. On the men's versus Daniel Bryan before they actually yeah right yeah. so those so those kind of things so house shows are kind of like the, the test dummies yeah. so my question actually to you gentlemen is is this something is this actually a thing where we could see Charlotte and Becky Lynch become the tag team champions and could that be the prerequisite to getting Charlotte and Becky as champions versus Sasha and Bailey for the tag titles absolutely I absolutely see that happening mostly because of book me wwe book me (laughs) i can (laughs) because over the past couple weeks we've been seeing how the the kabuki warriors kabuki have been um i said what i said um (laughs) have been have been doing these two-on-one attacks on charlotte and it's even in this past monday just kind of solidified it that you know this is that this feud is going to continue and obviously this is going to lead to well i need a partner uh 
<laughs> and the next the only know, person that I trust, blah blah blah. And, and Becky, I don't, but I do. And then it's and then it's Becky. So and and I mean like we've seen Kevin Owens, AJ at the Garden, uh, July fourth, U.S. title change. Yes, that so was two years ago. It was two years yeah. ago. Damn. So it it it's a possibility. Uh, the U.S. title could change hands in the Garden. I feel like any title could change hands in the Garden. Yes, I agree. Um, so and and on top of that, it's the Garden. Like it's not just any just regular house show. It is the Garden. This is WWE's home. Um, it's an important venue in pro wrestling and combat sports. If there's any time to make a moment, the mecca. It's, it's at the Garden. So. I can see definitely a title changing hands. I can see this being a feud. I can see this being a thing. And I feel like this would add some nuance to Becky's character, uh, considering that, um, you know, her being the Raw Women's Champion is going into a year long of her reign. And so adding a tag team title, may, maybe adding a, may, maybe would add a different side or something different to refresh her character a little bit. Yeah, because so. she, oh, she's been stale. So that's not I mean, <sighs> like I mentioned in this, Many moons ago, you need prestige. You need to add prestige to your titles. You need those prestigious title holders to get your title to the next level. Absolutely. You know, Sasha and Bailey fell short because they didn't have enough reign. They didn't get to defend it across the three brands that they wanted to. Say what you say about the Kabushi Warriors. Kabuki. Why y'all Kabuki. got a hard ass time saying sorry, that shit? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't have a hard time saying that. No, I, I know. You're just like being you. ignorant over there. The Kabuki Warriors. The Kabuki. 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 Kabuki Warriors. That should be their theme song. Yeah, like, Kabuki Warriors. Whatever that you may say about the Kabuki Warriors, they add in prestige to that title. <laughs> because. They changed their look. They got more gritty in their ring. They're doing <laughs> little stuff. And it takes two to dance and, and, and when it comes to these matches. And they put it on some clinics. And yeah. they're like, wow, they going in. The fact that Oscar involved a character out in the mist, you know, and stuff like that. Um, you got um, Kyrie Singh editing her, her appearances, you know, being very showmanship. She's evolving her character as she's holding these titles from when she was at NXT to mm-hmm. what is she now. She went from the good little pretty prior to like... To like Oscar's crazy little ass. Uh, yes. Like, I'm gonna... <laughs> yes, I'm gonna jump on your pirate ship and slip all your... I still hate the gimmick. Yeah, but... I still hate it. To I like day. it because it's unique and it's wrestling and, and like you're not gonna like everything on television, you know? So, overall, this is perfect and them, them two carrying the titles... They are the like the the cornerstone of the new uh, women's. Um, the, they are the, the they're, they're basically the architect when it comes to these new women coming in WWE. And them holding it, they're gonna be on a lot of television shows outside WWE, and they're gonna be mentioned. So this is a great way to add prestige to that title that right. been lacking that right. from the beginning. So the prestige part I get mm-hmm. because um, you know you had this big thing you had Sasha and Bailey win the titles at Elimination Chamber they held it until WrestleMania and then you know you had the Iconics hold it the Iconics did absolutely nothing with those belts I love the Iconics to I death I do too but you know they didn't do anything with the belts and then you put now them- was that their fault or was no 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 that- it wasn't and I'm not at all blaming any of the wrestlers it's you know. Uh, you, whatever they had them booked to do. Uh, so, you know, if they had them pretty much booked to just hold on to them and just do comedy spots with them, then that's what they did. Um, you know, then you had Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, who is still a very weird tag team to me. It's not. I just feel like Alexa is going to turn on her. Right, and that's the thing. And I think 
the way to go about it is not do the Avi and have Nikki turn on her and have Alexa go back to being faced. I like Alexa Bliss as a baby face. But, um, and And I think she gets more merch bought off of her that. Yeah. I think she's not a good wrestler. I'm not, I'm not, we're not going to get into this. (laughs) We'll be sitting here talking for hours. Um, She's only good with certain people. But that's anybody. You see, again, Alexa Bliss is one of those, to me, she's not a specialty. She's just a specialty character. And one of her specialties is talking on the mic. She's not like a Mario character. You don't expect her, you cannot win, you cannot win that Mario Kart with someone like Peach, or with someone like um, Alexa Bliss. You could probably win a Mario Kart with someone like The Miz because he's overall a better overall package. He's well put together. Let me compare woman to man. Compare her to someone like Amber Moon. Amber Moon is overall a better in-ring package compared to Alexa Bliss. She's more entertaining. But she's not, actually, she's not. If we're going Uh-oh. based on entertaining, she's yeah. not. I was about to say, because Amber Moon. She's not. I don't like Amber, Amber Moon in terms character. of correct. Like the whole like Empress or blah blah blah. Like no, I was never sold on that shit. So no. In terms of if if I had to say who had a more complete package, it would it would be Alexa Bliss. I said and, and I said more in the ring. I didn't say nothing that how in mm-hmm. the ring, mm-hmm. out of the ring, Mike skills. I'm not I, I would Amber say Moon is I would say Ember I would say Ember is more of a, a better technical wrestler than Alexa. That I will say. But if I'm looking at like, do who do I want to watch? Who is more believable in the ring? Victoria. I'm dead. Of course she is. Out of the two, uh, Amber Moon and Alexa Bliss. Who is more believable in the ring? Oh, Ember Moon. Ember Moon takes. I mean, Ember Moon's bumps to me are still very much. Uh, what is that? Ma- what is that match that Shawn Michaels was going in on the bumps and doing oh. too much? <laughs> I Hulk Hogan. 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 There we go. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I, I think her You're bumps right. are very much like that. Yo, but but not like Hogan. again, no. when it comes to in ring, isn't that literally like almost the battle? And as far as wrestling, it's be entertaining in the ring. Sometimes I like to be, I'm looking at her in the ring like, come on, girl. That but you also have to. Sauce. But you also have to tell a story. You have to be able to captivate I'm your entertained audience. By her in and the I'm story. and I'm not. And, and Ember is wrestling, but she's not telling me a story. I don't. She never has. Uh, that one time when she when she should have got that title when she should have got that title from I think it was Alexa Bliss when she was going at no I think it was Bailey or something. When she was kind of in that title run for like 2.5 seconds, I was like, all right, I'm a little sold on this. Other than that, there's nothing in the ring that she's in terms of fluid for me that's been in terms of a st- from a beginning, middle, and end point. And it's just what it is. I mean, everybody's going to – you're going to have your opinions about stuff, and that's fine. And people have been trashing Alexa Bliss for a while. Oh, yeah. But, like, at the end of the day, I yeah, feel like – But I feel like she's, she has been a huge part of carrying the women's division – Within the last year, like within the last two years, to be honest, you know what? Better. I don't think it's her. I think the storyline they put her in. I feel like the only good storyline she was very in was one during the whole when she brought back Mickey. Talk James. in the goddamn mic. When she brought back Mickey, I mean, <laughs> when she brought back Mickey James, and she was in the whole feud with Becky Lynch. I felt then I was like. Okay, this one she first got um, brought up. Nah, I that one with Nia was pretty intense, and that was real. Yeah, I thought the one with Nia was good, and it it, it was real because they were actually beefing. At it the was time. beefing, but the but the like again like the in ring they did they chemistry in the ring to me didn't mesh well. No, well because look at how it looked in the ring. They, they that should have never happened. Doesn't matter. Nia should have squashed this in fi- in fifteen seconds. Correct. I think Alexa Bliss's best matches are with Sasha Banks because of their proposed real life. Heat. Right, 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 right. Her, her. Her and Alexa, her and Alexa Pitts make very good matches. Her and Becky are, are, are very good matches. Her and Charlotte have very good matches. 
but the problem Sasha is, is really but the Sasha. problem is outside of no no her and um um what's the one who just turned here Bailey matches are terrible it's not entertainment at all oh yeah that's because that, oh. boring but that's but I just feel I said like what I said. <clears throat> oh this is listen. Don't come at Sharon like this. I am. Sharon. Sharon. Uh, yeah. Her name is Pamela Martinez. <laughs> First of all, she looks like a damn Sharon with that she haircut. Like a Sharon with her Yo, what's the gif where it has the short hair and she like dances and moves like this? That is fucking <laughs> Bailey. I don't know what it's I don't know what show it's from. That is so funny. Is it like is it Bob the Bill? No. What show is it? It's a gif. Oh my gosh, I don't know. And it literally is like it's a skinny girl, no shade. It's a skinny girl and it's the same short haircut Bailey has and she's just like dancing like you That's know like magic. one of them auto like them car dealerships like balloons like the, how the Bailey blow up Wait, shits are. The Bailey buddies? Yeah. Oh, Braxton. She looks like the a grown up inflatable arm flailing Bailey. Bailey. I mean Bailey's Bailey to me, you know? Bailey to me is that girl that... I do like the theme song, though. Like, Bailey to me is that girl where, like, yo, you got a banging body, you pretty and all that, but it's just something I can't vibe with you about. What? Okay. I love Bailey to death. I don't think I could ever dislike Sasha Banks or Bailey. Because I said Bailey had a banging body? No. No, it just was actually the entire thing. It was... (laughs) It was... The fact that she got... Yeah, start to finish. It was the fact that she got a banging body. But actually, I probably went smash. So fuck her. Like that's that's essentially what like, you said. I just feel like this. Let's go back to what I said at the beginning of the episode. This episode. Wow, breaking the door world, guys. Hi. Um, <laughs> ain't nobody bringing you. Did you said it? She literally hasn't refound herself. She hasn't regrown up. She's still trying to find herself as a woman. Wow, and you just went into a womanhood. Oh, okay. no, 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 oh so we're talking about Pamela no, now. No, 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 no. Yeah. yeah, it's just. <laughs> So I'm talking it's, to you, Pamela. It's just like I just feel like no, 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 no. This is this is it. Let's go back to what I said. Yo, she's just young and still trying to find herself. Give her a couple of years. I don't know. I don't know how long it's gonna take. That mic is moving. But give her right. a couple of uh, years. Yours. I feel mm-hmm. like, or give her a couple uh, uh, of. I, I don't know how long it's gonna take, but give her some time to really mature into a role as a heel. Bailey's thirty. <laughs> Doesn't matter though. Like. It's not everybody really find themselves when they hit 30. I mean, you're right. But. So that's why I feel like give her some more time. Yeah. Because she's still still could perform in the ring. She's getting better in the mic. And she's still kind of getting used to carrying herself a certain way as a heel. But I think that's because they're letting her do that, though. Right. I think there so, was, I think the whole, like, you know, the Bailey, you know, the Bailey shit, because it goes as far as even going back to NXT days. So I think the, I think the gimmick just, just, the smoke let out. It was, it was done for... I know for me, I was already over that shit. But I was over it too. Like the whole blow up shit was always... But I just want to pop them I just want her like... Show. Overall... But... I think Bailey's I mean, overall, every access of Bailey, <laughs> everybody on the main roster, yo, listen, they still trying to find themselves. You understand? And there's not much of... They still trying to find themselves. And a lot of times, it's not like how the attitude area is where like you get let loose... And kind of find character within as you're doing this is, I just want everybody to give Bailey a chance. Just give her a real oh, chance. She already just, has one. No, uh, give her some time. Like saying. I don't know, just give her some time because the same time, the same, the same way that we all hated the Miz at one point. Now we love with the Miz. But right. you loved him because you hated him because he was doing his actual job as being no. Here. I hated him because he was trash. The Miz was trash. He yes, Mike Wise cool, but in ring work he was trash. 
Trust me. Nah, nigga was trash in the ring. Booty butt, booty Come on. Well, he was trash. Go back to my original point really quickly. <laughs> Talking about the cage match. Right. Right. Oh, shoot. We went into talking about goddamn Bailey. Wow. I mean, what else could you give Becky at this point? Uh, Not a damn thing. I mean, she beat Sasha Banks, who was at that time her, you know, her biggest rival. Rival. There's no one else in that Raw roster who I could see beating her unless Ronda comes back. Which Ronda's trying to to make a baby. So I don't know if she's coming back. You forget Nia Jax? Nia's not clear. Shayna. She got to drop for the Rhea first. Right. They do have a match in like two weeks. Regardless of anything. So do you think that, let me ask you a question, right? Let's say in a perfect world, right, they have enough women on the roster, right? Let's Great. say they come out all the women from three brands. Do you think at this point it's necessary to add a secondary title? No. No. No, 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 Absolutely no, 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 not. No. They should have, and I am the female saying they should have actually never did the tag team titles. Ever. Never should have. Because you could tell Vince for a while was just like, what do I do? Yeah, because it was just like, y'all, never they created a tag division out of thin air for the Elimination Chamber match. And then most of those tag teams don't even, don't even exist. Because they were not tag teams. Like they the weren't. thing, the Naomi thing and about, Carmella are not a tag team. Absolutely not. Like the glow, <laughs> are you dumb? the glow flow shit. No. <laughs> the I glow flow shit. Like, no, it doesn't work. And that was always my grit with, with having the tag team. Like, I'm all about... I've, I've been to Evolution. I'm, I went to War Games uh, specifically. I, I'm sad. I specifically went to War. I flew to Chicago for 24 hours specifically because I wanted to watch and witness the first ever women's War Games match. Like, I'm all about that shit. But when shit don't make sense, it don't make sense. It don't make okay. sense. And they don't have enough bodies and they don't have enough tag teams that have been established and have that chemistry to actually have an actual tag team division. Period. They may have no time to, to fit half the men roster on television. So what do you think they had to have time to fit a woman's tag team division on a consistent basis? No, they have the time. Like Raw's fucking three hours. SmackDown's two. NXT is, NXT two, now. is two now. I understand they that, but have time. I understand. NXT didn't do that well. I'm not mentioning NXT. NXT is... Raw alone with three hours. Yeah. You have time. But again, with three hours, matter of fact, five hours. I'm putting Raw and SmackDown together as one, right? Five hours. You barely see the um, half the men roster. You barely see such as... Um, guys such as Apollo Crews. When the last time you saw him, right? When the last time you saw um, the the, um, the, um, the B team? When the last time you saw um, Drake Maverick? Other than in a, in a, in a skip backstage? When the last time you saw? Um, Probably trying to consummate his marriage still. Still, still, dogs. Still, still, dogs. Still. There's many other guys right that like. Um, when's the last time you saw? Um, 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 the rest of Sanity. And on well, on, because they're all split up. They're split. But you barely see them. No, Come I mean, on. you oh, see no, you, Alexander you see, Wolf. He killing on an the, Imperium. Yeah, Imperium. Killian Dane is, had, Killian had Dane is on the NXT. Again, I'm not talking about NXT. I'm talking about Raw and SmackDown. No, but you said Sanity. So I'm just telling you that when they split up, cool. one went to each Eric, brand. Okay, a lot of guys you barely see. So my but there might this, be. But, I just feel like it just puts time management on WWE's part. But you're not going to be able to fit a roster the size that they have Every week. And it's not to say that they can't alternate. It's not saying that they can't do certain things. But the expectation of you thinking you're going to see Apollo Crews or um, Eric Young every fucking week on Raw, that is unrealistic as fuck. They They don't have a title. They're not a main car guy. So, and they don't have a storyline. That's the thing. It's not even about, like, the, you know, the, the B team, the... They don't have a storyline, so they're not on TV. As I know, much. but you're missing the point. What I'm trying to say. What is your point? My point is this: is you talking about 
the the you you brought the mis the the, the misfits tag teams for Lynn Mitch Chamber, right? Such as the um the Samoans, Carmella and um Naomi, et cetera, et cetera. I'm looking like I understand that, but it's not no enough time to develop these teams as a legit tag team. Because they were not. Very, uh, okay, Fire and Isaiah, that was not a legit tag team at first. No, they were. They were. They were. They've been they a tag team. With they been. They've been. They were absolution. They were absolutely a tag They've team. They've been a tag team for a minute. But there wasn't, like, it took time for them to actually be, like, believable. Because they had screen time. They had time to get cardio and they get the time to get their reps in. What you're saying is you want people to get time on camera so that they'll be able to such as Cesaro and um, Seamus. That was two people just mixed together. But they were battling but they were battling each other for weeks and then became a tag team. But it's still oh such as um you still need time. That's when we go back to the time machine, Kirk Angle versus Chris Benoit. That was two people just put together. And just go together, this, that, a third, blah, blah, blah. Or let's get even more deeper. Mikey, um, Whiplash, and um, Mick Foley. Two people just put together. But it made sense because it was entertaining. To you. And it had to get reps in. Because that Michael, that, that, both of, both of the ones you mentioned, I was just like, once again, they put together. The only one I would honestly say they put together and it actually worked and it was probably the most genius thing was the Rock and Talk Connection. That's the only thing that was funny. I could think of that had two solid careers separately but came together and was a phenomenal tag team. That's the only ones I could think of immediately. Like, I'm like, that What about worked. some of the guys that who's in um, developmental that you didn't know that it was just put together, such as... Um, the Revival. The, the Rival. Um, American Alpha. You don't know this because they had time to develop their tag team. But off TV. Doesn't matter. <laughs> but it does. You, your whole thing was you wanted TV time. Some of those guys in developmental, they were never on TV. I'm probably moving a goalpost to make my point. But overall, I'm saying this. <laughs> you don't know these tag teams are misfit behind this, behind stage. You don't. But then when and they come on TV, it is. if they are misfit it together, you need time for it to gel together. Such as Warm Ring on Tajiri. Two people that's put together, but it was a cool tag team. Eddie and um Eddie and Batista. Cool tag team. That was not cool. To you it wasn't cool. You don't exactly. like nothing. I don't like shit that don't make sense. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um if you have been on the Job of Tears um podcast network Facebook group, there was a question that was posted today. Um shout out to Dre. Um, one of our admins for our Facebook group, and he posted because um, once again we are in a, like the what's this about 20, 20 some odd days left for twenty nineteen. Yeah, so and a, a whole end of a decade is happening, ladies and gentlemen. So question was posted today, the jobber t- job, jobber question of the day: Who is the wrestler of the decade? Ooh. Now you got to think of from two thousand and ten, or actually yeah, two thousand ten to now. Or even if you want to go into 2009 and you want to put add that little umph to it. Some of the ones that were mentioned were Roman Reigns, hmm. Kenny Omega, Daniel Bryan, the phenomenal AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Okada, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, and CM Punk. Now, once again, you have to think about the entire decade and mm-hmm. the impact that they have made in the decade. So, question of the table, and it doesn't have to be your exact answer. We can just throw out names and have a conversation, you know, real quick. Um, I like that. So, wrestler of the decade. Let's throw out a name. Oh, I don't know. I'm looking at this list of names. Like, I think everybody here in this list has an argument. I don't know I th- about Randy Orton. Well, mm. I don't know about Randy Orton either. Um, nah, I would say- Randy. Randall. Don't sleep on Randall. Well, 
You're right, actually, because I'm thinking, I'm like, dang, I'm, I got to think back to, like, when I first started watching wrestling. I first started in 2008, and then, like, I got really into it in, like, 2010. So, okay, let me see. Don't sleep on Randall. I'm just saying. If I had to pick, let's say if I had to pick, like, a few names out of this, Kenny Omega's definitely, like, one of them. I agree. Um, Brian ha- Brian, Daniel Bryan is another one. Daniel Bryanson. And I think, you know, not just because I'm a huge fan of Sasha Banks, but I think, you know, she had one of the biggest... She had one of the biggest, if not the biggest, women's match of all time. And she kind of, yeah, numerous times. And I think she definitely uh, spearheaded, spearheaded, what is that? She definitely (laughs) spearheaded the women's evolution in WWE. But not only that, her match with Bailey and her match with Bailey became the standard of women's wrestling going forward. So I definitely think an argument can be made for those three. I want to say. Uh, the two names that kind of stuck out out of all of these, obviously AJ is, a, is AJ, phenomenal, yeah. but but my two picks are Kenny Omega and CM Punk. Um, CM Punk's pipe bomb was probably the most controversial, polarizing moment of the decade in, as it pertains to professional wrestling. It wasn't this decade. Because, that, yeah, that was yeah. 2011. But I, I, the reason why is because, the reason why I say that is because when CM Punk made that pipe bomb and he mentioned Ring of Honor and he mentioned New Japan, that's when we started to see the momentum start to pick up for both companies, in my opinion. I feel like people started to hear those names out of his mouth and were like, wait, wait, wait a second, what's that? And then as the advent of the, as the Internet grew and as social media became more prominent, then they started to gain momentum as, as promotions outside of WWE. And then you see indie wrestling kind of take this, this shape. Mm-hmm. Essentially, CM Punk had such a big impact because – he was the person to tell the WWE audience, who at the time was just more casual than anything, like, hey, there's a whole other world of wrestling out there. And had he not had that moment, God knows where we would be because if you look at NXT right now, you look at the main roster right Mm -hmm. now, a lot of the guys that are being featured prominently are from these independent promotions. We're from Ring of Honor and New Japan and every other place. Now, Kenny Omega, though, I would say is... Definitely the in-ring performer of this decade. Um, as far as matches, as far as the person who has had the best matches of the decade consistently, Kenny Omega, him and Jericho, the 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 the, the story of him and Okada, him and Okada story. Yeah, it's just also the five thousand matches they had, not in a bad way, but yeah, they had like mad. Matches. They had mad matches, and all of them were excellent. And I feel like that kind of set the tone. That that set the tone. That I feel like Kenny was also one of these people that were were able to not only solidify one company, New Japan, and give them credibility, but the moment that he announced that he was going to be in AEW, that solidified them as a as a as a legitimate company, not as a WWE competitor. But he was able to assign credibility to a company, and there aren't a lot of wrestlers who can solidify two major wrestling companies outside of WWE. Okay. So I those are my picks, but AJ is, is just honorary right, mention because he's, cool. he's fantastic. Uh, it's not honorary. I got three. First one is Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because, reason why, because he took a lot of the bumps. He took a lot of the... He took a lot of the bumps that CM Punk was also taking as far as being an indie star. And... Daniel Bryan was the one that basically telling everybody that 
I may be indie star. I may be a lot smaller. Cause he, he was a lot smaller than CM Punk during the time. I may be a lot smaller, but my in-ring going to do the talking. If all the people say I couldn't talk, I'm going to get better, and I'm going to bring in. I'm going to bring it in. He was he, he like he won no matches on NXT when it first ran and his first time when he was first one of the original contestants, but his matches matter. Oh yeah, game show NXT. Yeah, game show NXT. So mm-hmm. him doing all of that and even him after still putting in the work in, still making the best out of every situation, I gotta give him a prop saying that dang, he is that he is like one of the indie stars that we could always depend on in ring and out the ring. CM Punk was the guy where to me where <sighs> he shed a lot of light that no one was talking during the time. And he was basically the Malcolm X to Daniel Bryan on Dr. King. Hmm. Because he was the one I that who that. was saying whatever he had to say inside and outside the ring. When I call Cabana, explaining certain stuff, what happening, and bring <laughs> awareness to certain stuff. And even him as such, even him being the one of the longest reigning champions in modern day time, he carried that. And I had points he bring up like, dang, at the end of the day, even though how that I'm not a WWE guy, though, even though I'm carrying the one the top champion, their guy is always, always overlapping me. And the third is actually a group, is the New Day. And what the New Day did for black culture, yes. it's amazing. Because they shed light to like, and like they said, I don't have to be a crime time to be entertained on television. I don't have to carry what traditional route, what every other black wrestlers has to follow. Oh, we got to put a little twang in my talk. I got to say, yo, I got to speak improperly. No, mm. we, one of them has a doctor's degree. All, they all went to college. They did what they had to do. They all came from great homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for people that who may not able to fit that mold of a crime time, they certainly fit the mold of the new day. Yeah, I like gangster rap, but at the same time, I like My Little Ponies. And occasionally, like I like to eat waffles in my um in my underwear and watch cartoons all day. Okay. You feel me? These are certain stuff that knew they allowed you to be comfortable in your blackness in wrestling. Yeah. Now look at the rise of my son, the Henning God from Warriors of Wrestling, B. Look at the rise of a group like Prolific. Look at the rise of Yaya. Like these are different kind of black people in the industry. Alternative, yeah. Alternative black people. And look at guys like my brother in the industry. Look at the guys like me where like yeah, at the same exact time, I probably would tell your girl that she looked good. Same exact time, I'm gonna smoke some weed. The same exact time, I'm gonna read a Bible scripture, and I'm gonna go on the podcast and talk about wrestling. Shondo, <laughs> you feel me? And the new day allowed me to actually be more comfortable in my skin, Amen. able to do that. So those three are my picks for this decade. Yeah. Um, decade. Um, you can't say Lita. Fuck that. I'm not saying her. Not ever. Um, definitely AJ Styles. I mm. always say that for AJ to debut at the Royal Rumble, I still get chills to this day. And I think for his career, like him being on Impact, him going to New Japan, then him landing in mm-hmm. WWE, that shit is that speaks volumes. And the fact that that man said, "I'm ending my career here," it doesn't get any better than that. Um, honorable honorable mention. It's probably not honorable mention, but probably the other person. And I really, really, really hate to say Ooh. it's probably fucking Roman Reigns. Oh man! And I say <laughs> that <laughs> the cancer beating. Mine. Okay, not, the big dog. Definitely, the big dog definitely, is back. 
definitely not, definitely not saying it because he beat cancer because there's a whole bunch of other people that's beat cancer. Like he ain't the only one. No, 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 no. But no. I say Roman. I say Roman. Fuck that. That's that one of the worst moves ever, too. But anyway, you can't do it. Cause that shit is stupid. I'm not doing some stupid shit. That's same level as leg drop. Same level. Whoa, 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 whoa. Same whoa. level. You have seen people do Superman, Superman punches. No, they knock niggas out. Roman, Roman does that shit. It hits probably. It probably snubs someone. Head. It doesn't even hit them. You remember the first time Roman did that Superman punch? I I don't. I don't. Because when the shield shit debuted, is I stopped I watching wrestling for like oh, a year. Oh, why? 4K. Uh, like 2013, I just thought it was boring. Okay. That's I was oh, yeah, bored. Yeah, yeah, that's and then I came back SummerSlam 2014 because he invited me over. Oh, like, that's hey. nice. He was like, hey, come watch SummerSlam. And I was wait, like, wait, okay. Wait. And then I got back into wrestling. What was going on that's during nice. that time 2013? What was, that was the 2013? What was that time? I that missed shield. all of CM Punk's reign. In oh, 2013. Damn. Oh, yeah, yeah, I missed. That's mad. Funny. I missed all of CM Punk's reign. I missed the Shield. I missed the Cody Dusty thing. Uh, uh, Cody, yeah. du- uh, Cody, Dustin. Um, Dustin. Dustin. Yeah, Custy. Gold Dust. Custom. I missed all of that. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. You can go back on the WWE Network yeah. Cheap Plug to watch that. But I say Roman. Yeah, I mean, like, get the free version coming out. I don't know weeks. how because I need to figure that out because I'm tired of paying nine ninety nine. Hello. Hello. All right. The free version is basically. Um, is it just what old they, shit? No. What to see on you? What they have on YouTube channel? What they have on the website, nah, fuck and that. they give you like I, I previews of like certain stuff. No, nah, that's dumb. I don't want none of that. Anyway, I um, watch pay per views with y'all anyway. That's so a butt. I, I don't. I don't need the that's WWE Network. That's a no, butt. No, but that's the thing. The network is uh, is it for current shit? Yeah, it's for old shit. Yeah, but um, I say Roman. Unfortunately, and those that know me know how hard that is to, for me to say. But I say Roman because just looking, the bigger picture, coming from the Shield. Making an impact like that with a whole group of men, um, you know, being able to destroy legends, him defeating Undertaker in my face in Orlando, um, him being able to um, win the Royal Rumble amongst the probably the worst time to win it and still come out of that alive. Um, you know, just overall what he's done, I think, for the business the last 10 years, within the last 10 years. I definitely think it's a kudos to him. Um, and I think, you know, him being able to put certain people over, him being able to be, be you know, I, I don't always agree with, with the title reigns that he's had. I'm yeah, not either. even going to hold you to it. I don't. And I still, to this day, don't think he should have won that Royal Rumble in Philly. That's just here or there. But Yeah. And actually, it, it was the it was the Royal Rumble, honestly, Bray Wyatt should have won. Once again, neither here or there. But didn't Bray Wyatt get his championship at the Speak into chamber? the goddamn mic. But he got a championship at Elimination Chamber. Yes, but we didn't. once again, you didn't know. But regardless, you were just like, what the fuck? Roman wins? Damn, he goes straight to Mania? What type of shit is this? But um, but I, w- I will say that the effect that Roman has had in, on the oh, yeah. business. Big dick effect. Uh, not saying that. Um, is definitely one to I be cannot. acknowledged. Um, and I, you know, and I can give kudos where kudos is due. So I definitely AJ Roman, definitely Sasha Banks on the female side, absolutely. If you don't say Sasha What's Banks, then you're one? a clown. Um, fourth one, honestly, that we didn't mention. low key Brock Lesnar. Say what you want. Um, Lesnar, bro, he here. returned at the Bye-bye. beginning of the decade, came and collected his bread, and is just walking around like I can oh, do what I want. Shoot. Yeah. Brock Lesnar, yo, he's my yeah, he's my dark horse because of the fact that he beat the streak. That's within the decade. Fuck that, but I gotta acknowledge Yo, that. He is the best wrestler in this decade. He's definitely he's definitely won he's definitely won he won money in the bank recently. Yeah, this year. Which was hilarious. No, last year. That this was year. jokes. That was hilarious. Push the over. 
just said, fuck all this and climb. The first time the I've ever he, seen Brock Lesnar <laughs> climb a it, fucking it ain't ladder. Hardcore match. Like, like seriously, I don't like, even think wrestler Brock did that back. Right, in, like the wrestler Brock barely took bumps like that. <laughs> so him getting on the ladder and then he, he probably don't even like heights, low key. So just Brock Lesnar overall, and say what you, you know, want man, about what? Brock being part time or whatever the case might be. But horse. I need everyone to keep that same fucking energy when you talk about The Rock and when you talk about Cena, mm-hmm. when you talk about half these niggas that were part time legit. And I always, always say the catalyst of CM Punk's exit was him losing to The Rock at that Royal Rumble. I don't care I, what anyone says. That was definitely a catalyst, and, and it was a spit. It was a spit in his face, which is why when CM Punk really said like when he did what he did, I was like, well. They, they had it coming, like, and, yeah. and and it's kudos to Punk because the only match WrestleMania 29 was my first WrestleMania. The only match I remember was Punk versus Taker, the only one. Yo, question, hands down. Besides the main question. event because it was the dumbest shit in the world. Question, but. um, tell me what you think. Think about right now, she's right because I'm thinking about going my back in my lexicon. You know, I'll listen to Ti podcast more often. <laughs> learn those big words he be using. Um, that's the only match I remember. Yeah. The only match I remember, remember CM Punk, and it was else. the build up because that was right when Paul passed, and they brought that that iron shit to real real life into into storytelling. It was it was probably one of the best build ups that year for WrestleMania twenty nine. Yeah, and you know once again I do give Punk. Did I did I did y'all know about the Punk story that happened to me? No, <laughs> I don't. In Chicago. Oh yeah, you wrote it on Facebook. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. you met him. Shit was hilarious. Yo, I, we we locked eyes. Like we we had a whole eye conversation. It was the funniest That's so shit. Funny. Wait, wait, in um, Chicago. Punk or, or no, like Punk like two weeks ago. Like him probably coming back from L A to Chicago. How you look? Like fucking CM Punk. <laughs> That's how I knew. I was like, right. I literally, I'm, I'm trying to find my friend in the fucking airport, and I walk. And I walk in, and, and that's how God works, because I was actually not supposed to walk that direction. I was supposed to walk the other direction. When I walked my little ass that way, because I thought that was the way to go, and literally he's going this way, I'm going this way, we lock eyes, because I got my NWO shirt on, so he knows I'm a wrestling man. So mm-hmm. I, I did one of those like, like we head nodded and yeah. then we just walked past. Like it was one of those like fast moments because I'm not bottom. I'm yeah, not I'm yeah. I'm not bottom. Not even quivering. like crazy, but I'm not one of those he, like in like, the airport. You saw that, you saw yeah, that, you saw that bottom lip quivering. He said, "Yeah, <laughs> like I was just like, holy shit." And then, He's but tall? and then right after that, yeah, he actually is kind of tall. And then after that, I actually saw Alistair Black and Selena Vega waiting for their baggage. Wow. That's mad. Oh, that's so and funny. it's hilarious. So I was just oh, like, no, but I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Person that I'm the same. Okay, I will go first. One person I will mark out for no matter what, D'Lo Brown. Yeah, I know. We're going to work on that 2020. It's real. I'll be hyped. What about you? <laughs> oh, one person I'll mark out for. Uh, ah, be Ric Flair. Dead ass. Ric Flair? Oh, yeah. shit. So Saturday, Saturday, you better make it happen. Yeah, so what about I can't, you? though. What? Oh. I have to work. Oh, it's the holiday no season. Day. You live in Brooklyn, yeah. Uh, it's the holiday season. I, go. I might go. You going? Uh, yeah, I ain't got no choice. Why you uh, got no choice? Well, because A. I was unable to go to the last that, show, that show yeah. because we had obligations. I, I, we had to be at Warriors because we sponsored the match. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just it's the last show of the year. Yeah, I, I, don't, I like you going for sure, right? Doesn't make doesn't make sense. So going for sure, right? I'm, yeah, like yeah. When I'm, if I'm, I don't go, you should still go. Like my no, my decision should no, not be no. Janelle, your listen. decision. Janelle, you listen. I'm going regardless because okay. I didn't watch the last one. Right, likewise, because we were together. So Right, right, right. That I'm makes going sense. This one regardless. I mean, and I got to see my HOG people, too. But wrestle... Oh, damn, right. Oh, fuck. 
I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. And one of my friends, uh, he trains I'm at so Hog. Sorry. He he wrestles with them. Who's your and he's friend? like, I, uh, uh, his name is Justin. We work we work together. So uh, we both work at Best Buy. I, I'll show you. I'll show you. Right, off. Cool. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what about you? As far as what? One person, no matter no matter what, no matter where you are, you be in a barber shop. Oh my gosh! Oh, <laughs> who's that person? You got what? Um, <laughs> uh, who who would that that wrestler be for me? I would probably say, um, even though I had, well, I actually haven't. Shawn Michaels. Really? Shawn Michaels. I haven't met. That's actually probably him. Austin <laughs> are the only like few that I haven't. Yeah. So being in Chicago, I met Taker. Oh. And oh, by man. far, I actually because I haven't posted the picture because I need to get it you? scanned. What you mark off for me? Well, I don't know. Well, I can tell you the three that I have already: Sting, and that was, uh, and I didn't think I was, but Triple when H. I saw that nigga in black and white and a full bat and a whole suit get up, oh, the little girl in me from 1997 came the fuck out. So I marked out Triple H. I almost dead ass had a panic attack waiting online to meet him because I was just like, oh my god. I'm gonna tell you, no, 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 trips, y'all. I'm a fucking trip. The the, the 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 funniest part was I I'm I didn't meet him per se, but when I was I was PAing for WWE earlier this year, and there was one point where I was walking backstage and we had to carry Sonics to a room. It's like a the sound diffusing thing because we were doing interviews with Kofi 24. So we're bringing that into a room, and as I'm bringing it into a room, I'm like walking past Triple H, and he's like in a, like it's a, a little talking, and I was just like. It's a fucking real deal. Yeah, I was just like, but I don't so think yeah, Sting, Trips, and, and Taker, second. like Taker. So let me tell y'all real quick, and then we're gonna actually end the show shortly. Uh, but I'll let you guys see the picture yeah, real quick. You showing up? Oh wow! So everyone laughs about how cheesy wow. I look. Yeah, no, because you a little, you look smack. I wasn't though. I swear, I didn't even drink a. I didn't drink until later that night. I got another question. You see how she marked out for those three people? What person that you you was marking out for years, and you finally met? You was like, oh my gosh. Like who was that person for you? Oh, that was Sasha Banks. I, but you told me that, you that was know. Sasha and, and Johnny. When I met them at at um, Access. Access, Johnny, I think I marked out for more mm-hmm. because I followed his career yeah. uh, like and mm-hmm. everything. But Sasha, like when I was talking to her and Bailey, I was just talking to them like they were just like regular people. regular people. I was just like, oh, you know, I don't know why. I just I thought I was gonna come and cry, but I'm not. I'm just like, yo, what's up? Okay. Whatever, whatever. It was just cool. Johnny, I was like, oh my god, you changed my life, and he was. <laughs> He laughed at you. No, he didn't laugh at me, but he was like, I feel like, you know, when you're like a wrestler and you see somebody who reminds you yeah. of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was more so like that. Like, he kind of looked at me. He was like, yo, I feel like I was probably you when you, uh, like now. What about you? Um, I haven't had that that moment yet. Like it's at all. Coming. I, it's I, I coming. I feel like I feel like it's coming. It's Tampa. If it, yeah, exactly. Or if you're blood, it's bumming because you know, gotta be inclusive. Yeah, annoying. I have to, to say, people of alternative lifestyles. For me, was William Rigo. I met him actually at a Battle Club show. I remember you told us that at the, the Jabra Culture show. I was like, I was like, I told him that one of my favorite moments was him and kicking the ring. He was like, man, I was mad old. Um, I met him. I marked out for him. I was like, fuck gosh. Cedric Alexander. Like, yeah, it was weird. Like, I'm, I was like, I'm why the fuck did he just Yo, it was mad random seeing him. It, it was, was not as random. To me, it's it was not random. random. I expect him to see him because we see Swole. We talk to Swole all the time. Sasha, um, um, Tasha Steele, Faye Jacks all the time. To see him in the cup with the glass, I was like, oh my gosh, that's Cedric. Took a picture with him, everything like that. Oh. <laughs> I cannot. He was what? Third um, person. Yeah. He was yeah. what? Third person. Moist. That was just like, oh my gosh, like, 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 like I think I low key <clears throat> over talked. It was two. They put in the same category. 
Johnny Wrestling. I mean, Johnny Impact. Yeah, when he met, yeah, because we have a picture. I think it was at HOG show. It was when HOG did the show with Impact. I remember that. And we we went to go meet Moose because I was like, "Mm, let me slow my number a little bit. Anyway, (laughs) and then John and then Johnny Impact. And this nigga here lost his whole shit. Like, oh my god, Johnny, I'm a huge fan. I was like sitting here, like, mind you, what, what, mind you, like I I went to like the thirteen year old, fourteen year old version of me going on the live, going on my little G one phone. I was nineteen. My G one phone, Donald interviewed him, memorized his lines, and finally, man, it came all together. Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, he yo low key marked out for Tom. It was weird. I marked out for him too at the, at the No Limit oh show. You have to understand, I made Tom Dream on every game I was, any game I played. Like when he won, he, the, he was like, "You're always my creative character." I was yes, like, "What?" I when he won the ECW Championship WWE, I cried, son. I go back and watch him win the ECW title and original banner every time. B. Tears, wow. But uh, real quick, because I have one more question and then we'll end the show. Okay, but um, when I met Taker. So my shout out to my friend Angie. You know I love you, Angie. She lives. She's from Chicago, and actually I met Angie through wrestling. She was at a Battle Club Pro show no. two years ago, um, when um, the British Strong style. That was the only reason why she went because she loves Pete Dunne. Oh, nice. So mm-hmm. me and her, we were thick as thieves. So knowing that Taker was doing this random ass meet and greet because he doesn't ever, he rarely does meet and greet. So I, I was like, fuck that. that. We got to do this. Right. Split the ticket, whatever. So we're online. <clears throat> and I'm cool as a cucumber. I'm like, because I know she's going to mark the fuck out. Yeah. She's like, I don't know what we're going to say to him. I don't know what we're going to do. Like, whole <laughs> time. And there was this guy that was in front of us giving us, like, one-liners to tell Tigger, like, in the most inappropriate one-liners you can ever think of. That guy was telling us. And it was the fun, like, it was jokingly. It was so funny. So we finally get, this like, two people in front of us. Like, we're, we're almost there at that finish line. And that's when my nerves kicked in. And I was just like, fuck, we about to be the other Tigger. Like, I couldn't even hold myself. So, literally, she's like, but you got to walk in first. I'm like, bitch, really? I got to walk in first? So, I walk in first. And for me, Taker Taker is deep for me because it actually actually used to scare the fuck out of me as a kid. Like, I used to hear the theme song and see the urn and see Paul. And I used to literally run. Yeah, I used to run back into the other room because I was so scared. Oh, my God. So, for it to come. And and then, you know, then I started to really, really love Taker after that. And then... So when I met him, he's first of all he tall as fuck, as yeah. tall like tall as fuck. You met him too, and he's no, I, haven't, I haven't met him, and he has a super thick southern accent, like from Texas, the super thick accent you can ever think of. Yeah, that's smart. So the first, the only thing I can say was was like, can I have a hug? Like, <laughs> gave him the best hug. It was like it wasn't the same like Triple H hug because Triple H hug was definitely ten seconds more than it needed to be because mm. it was inappropriate on my part, but. Gave hug to Taker, and then my hunger Angie followed up with the hug, and then we took the picture, and that was it. And then, but what was funny was is because y'all know I'm really like uh, particular about my pictures. So I had I told the guy I was like because it was a professional picture, it was like one and done. So I was like, but are we cute though? Like, is it, did did the picture come out right? He was like perfect, and I was like, but if it's not, I'm a tombstone pile dry you. And he was and Taker says and I and I quote, you heard what she said. I was like, period, <laughs> and that's all you got to say. Period. <laughs> Yeah. Taker gave me the validation, bitches. That's up there when, like, um, that was the W of all that, that's, time. That's up there when um, the Road Dog told us, "Oh, you didn't know." Yo, when Road Dog said that shit to us, we lost our marbles. He was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> but um, last question to the table, real quick: What's one wish that you have for 2020 in wrestling? Ooh, 
That's an interesting question. It is an interesting question. And we're gonna I'm gonna ask that question the next few weeks. When I, if we have other guests or you know one when it's three of us together, I think it's important to um what? what? Your themes? Because this is my this is the brand. Heard you. Okay. Um one wish in wrestling for twenty twenty. One wish in wrestling for twenty twenty um is really a match. I would love to get either a four horsewomen fatal four way for any one of the women's championships, or if we could get uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey to re- not necessarily recreate, but you know, get we could get another classic out of them at WrestleMania. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jay. One uh, wish for 2020 in wrestling. One wish for 2020 in wrestling. I would love to see, <laughs> for starters, for the culture, Street Profits winning the Raw Tag Team Titles. Yes. I, that's just something that I really, really want to see yeah. because they deserve it. Yep. Mr. Black, yeah. one wish. Not me first. I'm the damn host of the show. You go. Oh, one wish I want to see in wrestling. Um, let AEW grow. I just feel like I kind of mm. reach a point where I listen to um, shout out to Barry and Marks and. I came to a conclusion, like, niggas, everybody needs to shut up about AEW and just let it rock. Like, it only been on TV for, like, three months. So, so my issue, not issue, my, my, my little rebuttal about it real quick is that if the roles were reversed, people would was, was shit on whatever was new either. It was new, too. That's a fact. I know, no, 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 no. It's just, like, what they did to Lucha Underground. But I just, I like, I really reached a point where, like, everybody needs to shut up on both ends. Like, the, the, the positive, the negative, just, like, let this company do what it do. It do. That's it. That's like one of my only wishes. Um, my one of my wishes for twenty twenty um is just um more unity on the indie scenes. I agree. Um, I agree. and not just in the northeast area, but definitely you know us you know getting to know a lot of the guys in the south and the Carolinas. Like their their world of indie is totally different than ours. What's the difference? The unity. Like how if we're all at a show, you will see three or four owners at the same show chopping it up. Cool. Down South, that's a negative. Like, you won't, if you on one show, that's the one show you own and you're not going to be on nobody else's show because they don't want you on that show. That's crazy. And crazy. my wish is um, just for more independent um, promotions to really dig deep and start putting on guys that they never put on and, and to look at different, you know, styles of wrestling across the board. Like, I, my wish is honestly to see a lot of people that I know be put on, you know, even if it means a tryout, even if it means being on, you know, winning a title. Like, the, you know, shout out to Prolific, um, Marcus Marquis and um, Isaiah Wolf um, for winning the tag team titles because that's something I've been, I wanted for my boys for the past three years. Yeah. So to see that before the end of this year was definitely something, you know, worthwhile. But my wish is more unity and just the wrestling community in general and just all of us banding together at their strength in numbers, and I just believe that we do better together than apart. We do. But in ending that, you guys, give yourselves the, the quickest, cheap plug for where everyone can find you and, you know, your next episode and all that jazz. Really quickly, Culture 316, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Culture 316. You can find me at Who's Angelo Carter. You can find him at Jay the Creative. Um, our next episode is Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday at Sunday, 3 p.m. Always Sundays at 3 p.m. Unless right. I have to work. <laughs> also, I want to give a quick shout out to our team, Whitney. Shout out to Whitney. Shout out to Nora. Thank you guys so much for being a part of the brand. And thank you guys so much for having us. Yes. Oh, there's, so, no, there's no way. Really quickly, right? Oh, no I met Janelle last summer. 
Um, Do it all. Because it was, <laughs> um, I just came home from work. I had seen Dre outside of the Madison Square Garden um, MSG show last summer. I met Janelle. It was like a really quick thing. She was like, yeah, you guys got to come out. We went to our first Jabber Tear show for the Royal Rumble. I've gone to almost every single one of them. You guys are awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you so much. Once again, we can't do anything without you thank guys' you, to support. So thank you guys. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming in because this shit ain't like, easy. I know this Tolerant is not y'all level of like, comfort, really especially with my mouth. Jesus Christ. Your mouth ain't that bad. No. Anyway. Don't show your past this episode. Um, <laughs> I do believe next week we have a very, very special guest. So if you have not already heard the Shad Gaspar um, interview, we, I do believe next week we'll have JTG. JTG. So it's going to so be the second Bringing part. Bringing the hood to you. So crime time. <laughs> what you going to do? <laughs> crime time Bring in full effect. Everybody's book, right? To you. right? JTG's book. No, never. Definitely. I got to get it. But um, but once Fine. again, thank Christmas you to game. Culture 316 for joining us on this week's episode oh, of the yeah. Jabatia's Podcast. We are coming down to the wire of 2019, so stay tuned to what we have going on. And once again, we will be at Legends Bar on next Sunday, um, July, Jesus, I'm back in the summertime, <laughs> December um, 15th um, for TLC. 10 to 11 care. Um, but once again, as always, I'm Janelle from HR here with Mr. Black and the amazing gentleman of Culture 316. <laughs> hashtag Black Excellence. Hashtag We're Out. Period.